Are you ready for some fantasy football? Because we are welcome to the Thursday night uh, recording of Waiver Wired. We are recording this live. Uh, if you're watching this live, please feel free to jump in on our YouTube channel, Facebook channel, Twitch channel, or right here if you're watching it on Twitter with your questions. Because we want to help you make the right start-sit decisions for tonight, but also for this weekend. So if you're listening to this later, this is not going to be a Thursday night focus show. We'll talk a little bit about it. But we're going to cover the whole slate of games this weekend. And I am super excited to be here. I can't wait. Eddie, like, we've been talking about this for so long in theory. But tonight is the night. We get to actually see if everything that we predicted is right and which of those picks also fall flat on their face, which inevitably will happen. Much like you, Jen, I'm so excited, you know, kudos to the NFL for, you know, obviously Thursday Night Football, but giving us a great game on Thursday Night Football. <laughs> Many people, I mean, I feel like every analyst, Buffalo Bills, like that's their Super Bowl winner, uh, Lisa representing the AFC, the Rams, obviously, on the NFC side, the defending champs, uh, much like college football, you know, a lot of good games in week one, NFL starting us off right, awesome AFC, NFC matchup here um, in LA. So I'm very excited to to watch this game and more excited to uh, finally stop staring at my rosters with zeros next to the uh, the player's name i'm going to see actually numbers there actual points so fantasy football has begun i'm quite excited i am quite excited too um how many drafts did you do this weekend it's definitely the biggest draft weekend of the year how many did you do this week, I have three total that I'm uh, keeping my eye on. I did two this week, and uh, one being my mainly from home, which I've been with my friends for like 15 years. I'm, I'm getting very old, very happy with that draft. You know, it, it's it's tough, as I'm sure you've done tons of league gens. Like, you're going in there thinking, like, I got to get running backs early, and they're going, especially in a league with keepers, and you're missing these guys, and all of a sudden the big you know receivers are gone. If you have a later in the first round pick, you start to scramble. But uh, all things came out smoothly. I was very happy with it. Uh, some, you know, some, uh, uh, similar players on all these different rosters, which we'll get to later. But uh, all in all, you know, pretty happy. Uh, I am uh, I, like the Cowboys offense, for example. I'm a really big fan of the, the guys they have there. So there's some trends I kind of stayed, stayed and followed with. But uh, I like all my teams. No complaints. Well, your weekend may have gone smoothly, but a friend of ours didn't have his weekend go so smoothly as Dave Damashek got kicked out got kicked out of his fantasy league by none other than John Ham. So if you guys haven't seen the video, have you ever done, have you ever done a kick out uh, in uh, your leagues? I have never done a kick out league. This is an amazing concept. It basically means I'm not, I've not been in a league yet with Sal. So I think it was uh, was Sal's (laughs) idea. And yeah, the video is on, I believe Sal did tweet it. Uh, He posted it everywhere. I mean, it's, uh, it's an all-time like move. It's so harsh. I, my friends and family are talking about it. Like, how do they even do that? How do you show up to a draft? All that preparation, like a league you're so excited about, and then it's like, nope, see you later. Take your stuff and leave. You're not even going to be part of this draft. Uh, it's it's insane. And Dave, from what we heard from him on Extra Points, uh, from what we heard on Minus 3 today, he is not happy. He is not happy at all because his team was very good, and, and Ham really uh, gave him a gut punch there. So did he draft his entire team and then get kicked out? No, you right before the draft kicks off, he's gone. That was it. And I actually dream of that happening to me as a fantasy because I'm in too many leagues and I would just love to show up to one. I'd be like, okay, here we are for the draft. And someone would be like, you get to go home tonight. <laughs> okay, not really. I would be mortified. I would hate it. Um, but Dave, wow. So does he have other leagues? 
He no, actually, because so you know he fights with Hench in this uh, latest minus three episode where he does not like the backup leagues because the whole point of this league is that you cannot join any other leagues with similar participants because it makes it takes all the fun out of it. So Dave, um, had you know he got kicked out and that's it. No, no fantasy from this sure. year. So should I invite him into a league of mine? Like, should we make him do an NFFC league? I mean, like, I feel like I want to do good for Dave, but um, then I don't know. Maybe he should have to suffer the consequences. I- yeah, I mean, I do feel bad. I feel like we should give him like a pity league. But I do. Uh, yeah, he's, you want he's, a pity league, Dave? Right Dave, now. if you're out there and you want a pity league, we're not going to let you win it, but we'll let you play. <laughs> He and he's good too. That's what stinks about it, that he is he's good at fantasy football. I understand and, he's and very now, good, which is exactly why he got kicked out. I think if you're so. too good, you're gonna get eliminated. Whoever gets to choose is gonna kick out the worst. Take it as a compliment, Dave. Uh, right, exactly. Yeah. You know, Hollywood's um, John Hamm is uh, his target was on you, so you don't feel good about that. It <laughs> uh, looks like we already have a question coming in on Twitter. Uh let's grab it. Yeah, just uh, the uh, at Hook and Haller asking, uh, I mentioned the Cowboys. Who are my Cowboys sleepers? And Jen, we'll get to this. Like we said, you know, common players you have in multiple teams. That Tony Pollard's one. Not sure if you have Tony Pollard. Not really a sleeper this guy, but CeeDee Lamb I, I love. And I think CeeDee Lamb has the ability to be wide receiver one potentially this year. So I have him in one of my uh, leagues. I believe he was my uh, second-round pick. Um, so I know I'm high on CeeDee Lamb, much like others are. So those are my two kind of Cowboys that I have. And, oh, and I'm missing Dalton Schultz. Got Dalton Schultz way late in one of my leagues. He's going wow. around tight end six. I got him like the eighth or ninth round. He slid. Oh. Um, so I love the value of got in Dalton Schultz. I think he's going to have a monster year, too. I still believe in Dak. I, don't, I know the O-line issues, this and that. You know, you don't, don't, no one trusts Zeke anymore. They're going to pass the crap out of the ball. I'm a big fan of those guys. Slam dunk. Yeah, Tully, Tony Pollard, a great uh, value pick this year. I think they'll be using him more in the slot, especially with question marks as to get Michael Gallup when he returns, et cetera. Another kind of deeper sleeper, I'm sure a lot of people have heard about Jalen Tolbert, made a few waves in preseason. And then you want to go even a little trickier. If you're in one of these 16 leagues, team leagues, no Brown, baby. Noah Brown. So there are lots of options there in Dallas. Of course, the news came out today that – Dak Prescott has an ankle injury, which as a Cowboys fan has me freaking out because the story is, the story is, it's from uncomfortable shoes. So, I mean, I don't know. I've worn a lot of stilettos and I understand about uncomfortable shoes and I understand more about like toes and heels hurting than ankle. Like there's ways to practice for this, um, Dak. We could just have you practice in high heels and it will strengthen your ankles because Trust me, women have very strong angles from this. Um, I'm hoping that that's true because Sunday night football, it was a great uh, opening game for them last year to have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Cowboys back at it with the Cowboys last I checked favored, which is interesting, um, is exciting for me. And I drafted my first share of Tom Brady last night in an NFC high stakes league. The one I'm doing with James Roday for to sack cancer. And, uh, I took my first Tom Brady and my only Tom Brady. And I'm hoping that, um, Giselle or he has, you know, she lets him play. I hope she allows it. Or I hope he says, I'm going to play anyway, just for Jen's sake. Well, and, and, and some good news in Tom Brady's life and, and yours too, by proxy since you drafted him, is that, you know, even though Giselle's mad at him, but it seems like Chris Goblin may be healthy enough to play week one. His status, you know, he went from going to miss a few weeks, all of a sudden he's back, and I'm just yeah. you know, touting Mike Evans, but having Chris Goblin's <laughs> back, is that's huge for them. I, I still cloud, think it's a big it clouds. 
It clouds my other receivers. Mm. I do have Chris Godwin in one league that's very important, but now I'm confused because I also have Mike Evans, Russell Gage, and Julio Jones. I have all of them somewhere because I was like, I have to have the receiver for the offense that threw for the most yards in 2021. Like I have to have at least one of them and it, you know, depended on the value. So Godwin, I'm like on the fence. I was kind of like, can you just definitely set out one week so that I can know? Yeah. Just so that I can know. Um, but yeah, that is, that is good news. So sorry, Chris Godwin, I don't. I hope you play. I do hope you play. Um, so let's hit some headlines. Let's hit some headlines. And then I want to talk about some storylines we're going to be watching in tonight's game and then some storylines for the weekend. Then we will hit some start sits in general. So if you're preparing your lineups, um, we're also going to – I'm going to mention a few DFS picks along the way in case you guys are still building lineups at – FanDuel or wherever you play. Um, maybe if you play your props in there and at that point, I think you'll be tired of hearing from us and you'll be ready to just watch the football. All right. So hitting the headlines, um, I'm sure everyone's heard Mitch Trubisky officially the starter in Pittsburgh. Not a huge surprise, um, but Mike Tomlin was being very coy for a very long time. Finally, they did have to release a depth chart. It is Mitch Trubisky's job. Side note, um, somebody was asking me, you know, about a defense to stream. And I was like, Bengals, because Mitch Trubisky, we don't know what's going to look like yet. So I kind of like them. They're very affordable in DFS. Uh, if you need a defense, um, I would rather play the Bengals defense than the Bills defense, um, just as I, that was a question I got this week. Um, so, you know, think about that when you have a, a new quarterback, if you will. I know Mitch Trubisky isn't new, but he's new-ish, and he looked good in preseason. But Bengals are an affordable offense, defense to stream. Um, I will personally be watching in that game what the heck is going on with Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and George Pickens. Because I have – the only thing I know is that they're going to have Najee running – and carrying that ball as much as I can, even though he had LaFranc surgery and his foot's probably busted up, he's going to be playing. That I, that I can count on. But as for the receivers, I don't know about you, but every draft I was in, Deontay Johnson would come up and be like, you know, I know he's he's good, but it's a new quarterback. And I just feel nervous about it. He drops the ball a lot. And then what's with Pickens and Claypool? You know, what's the hierarchy? Yep, uh, you know this is not a surprise that that Mishabisky's starting. Uh, I think it it's probably the right move, but I don't mm-hmm. know if it's all ultimately the best move because Pickett has shown a lot, and I, I do think that division is is a, it's a strange one to look at because you'd think it's going to be very competitive, but who knows really with the with the Browns the way they are, um, and then obviously with the Ravens pretty one dimensional. So it's to me it's like do the Steelers really want to go for the home run and put Pickett in immediately and win? That could be better for fantasy terms. I just hope that Trubisky doesn't enough that Najee Harris isn't kind of like what he was last year. It was a lot of volume, but not a lot of yards per carry. You want to see him to, to get uh, you know involved as, as much as possible, but I don't want defense stacking the box and making his life a living hell. Um, you know, Pickens and Drev is going very, very high. I believe we were talking about that a week or two ago, that he's going super high, way, way, way higher than he was at the start of the offseason. And Deontay Johnson did kind of slide a little bit. I did take him one of my, uh, one of my leagues that he went a little bit after his ADP, so I was fine with it. I mean, he should be the number one option. Um, you know, they're a great organization. Mike Tomlin does never have a uh, bad season with this team. Uh, I think Trubisky 
can get the ball to his receivers. He's not going to go above and beyond. But um, I also, if I had to make a prediction, I also think Kenny Pickett sees a lot of the field this year. Like I, I see that he he plays. I, uh, I think later in the season, I um, I, even if they're near five hundred, I just feel like they want they want that jolt. They want to have a, a guy with you know the live arm, the the new pick. The you know this is just a stopgap with Trubisky. So um, I, I think the the Steelers' offense and fantasy numbers will kind of shift as the season goes along. I completely agree. Um, Again, if you're tuning in just now on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, or Twitter, please jump in with questions. We will be taking them live to help you with any start sits you have for tonight or for this weekend. Um, Okay, Zach Wilson out until week four, but I don't think that's the biggest news for the Jets. I think we kind of expected that. I think the biggest news for the Jets is that Brees Hall, is listed second on the depth chart. Now, if you listen to Waiver Wired on the Extra Points Podcast Network, we told you that Brees Hall was someone who was being drafted like he's desert heat and he's probably going to end up sort of lemon pepper. And the reason why is because, first of all, the Jets running back room combined for what? About 1,200 yards altogether last season. And number two, Michael Carter didn't die. In fact, not only did he not die, he seems to be RB1, according to the depth chart and according to the good reports we're hearing as far as the season. Now, obviously, we got to put our eyes on this, but no matter what, as far as starting, really either Michael Carter or Brees Hall, you're probably not doing either this weekend. It's a tough Baltimore run defense. I expect Baltimore to absolutely cruise in this one. Uh, You got Lamar in a contract year facing a team that gave up the most rushing touchdowns last year to opposing teams. Uh, They it's just such a smash smash spot for Lamar. You can get Rashad Bateman for a really cheap price on DFS. Lamar's in a contract year. You know what he's fighting for. Um, And it, it just makes a lot of sense. So you're not starting Brees Hall or Michael Carter, unless you're in a very deep league or maybe in an an extreme flex position. But just remember, you heard it here first on Waiver Wired. I think maybe even a couple weeks ago, and we said, Brees Hall drafted like Desert Heat. It's going to end up lemon pepper. Uh, He's going so high in drafts. And, you know, with this depth chart thing, I'm not entirely sure how much it, it, it matters. Like, obviously, we know Michael Carter is going to be involved with the offense. But I wonder in, like, years past, we went through, like, you know, Bill Belichick's running back depth chart, how many times, like, the third guy led the, the, the game in rushing that, that week. The Jets wouldn't have drafted Brees Hall where they did if they didn't want to use him. But it sure. definitely is cause for alarm. Um, with In terms of week one versus the Ravens, I totally agree with you, Jen. Like, I think the Ravens are going to blow the doors off them. Obviously, no Beckton, no Zach Wilson. It's Joe Flacco. And, you know, you just the Ravens are going to be a good team. And then just game script, like the Jets aren't going to really need their running backs. They're going to be down a few scores. Like I know the the spread right now is like I think it's a touchdown. Um, I I see the Ravens winning by multiple scores. So I I don't they're going to just game script out of the game. You don't have Flacco throwing deep balls. So maybe the Jets receivers, that's a thumbs up. But in terms of the running backs, uh, I'm not feeling this week one game versus Baltimore. Yeah, um, Elijah Moore, go for it. hundred uh, percent. I mean, I'm all in on Elijah Moore this week and I have him in quite a few leagues. Um, and, and maybe like your flex. Speaking of flex, let's talk about that. Um, friendly reminder 
Thursday night players should never, ever, ever, ever be rostered in your flex spot. Get them out of your flex spot. Um, This is a really good habit to get into. As I said, you know, I have 15 leagues. I go in on Thursday afternoon. I make sure that if Cam Akers is in my flex spot, God forbid I'm starting for Cam Akers, um, put him in the starting running back spot. Why? Not because he's, you know, better than, you know, Jonathan Taylor. And, you know, if you have to move Jonathan Taylor to the flex, but because you never know what can happen between now and Sunday and you want to give yourself max opportunity. So if you've made the decision that you're starting someone on Thursday, put them in, in their assigned positional slot, get them out of your flex, no matter how sure you are, they're going to play. It is not Worth it because, you know, you could get a report that CMC is on the injury list. That's right, friends. Christian McCaffrey He's back. is on the injury list. Um, and interestingly, one of my friends texted me and I said, see, this is what I'm talking about. Injured players stay injured. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Injured players, you always know when they're going to get cut with a cleat. Good point. So, guys, don't freak out. Christian McCaffrey got cut with a cleat. We're good. I, I- I hate okay. like making fun of him and ripping into him uh, because, uh, like we've said multiple times, when he's playing, when he's healthy, like he's he the is best. their offense. He is the best. He's worth drafting. It's not even a, a question to skip over him in drafts. But unfortunately, this stuff comes up. Just seeing his name in the interview this is always <laughs> it's like, like causes trauma. Uh, yeah, like, they all have PTSD. We're like, no, I took him second it, overall. Yeah. He's going first overall in all NFC drafts at this point. Number he's, one, forget uh, Jonathan Taylor. He's done. It is CMC. Everybody is all in. It, it reminds me, I made the joke to you off air, I was like years ago when Tom Brady was on the, the Patriots, I felt like he was on the injury list with like a, a whatever, a minor thing every week. It was like a, a questionable or a probable. That's just basically what Chris McCaffrey's going to be. It's gonna He's going to be on the injury list, and if he plays, if he's starting, like you have to play him. Like do not do not be you know spooked by it and, and sit this guy out. Like you said, he's going first overall now for a reason. Um, it just stinks to have that like little bit of anxiety with him. News uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars that James Robinson is not limited and will see a heavy workload. Ooh, James Robinson was going in around like 10, 11 in some of these drafts. I mean, stupidly late. Uh, again, I know that I said a few weeks ago I was not going to pay the price for ETN uh, because. We'd never seen him play an NFL snap and James right. Robinson is still there. And Doug Peterson uses a committee and all the things that add up to make sense to not pay that high of a price for Travis Etienne. Now, again, just like with Brees Hall, Etienne and Brees Hall are dripping with talent and they absolutely could break out. But for me, it's always a value proposition and taking that gamble that early on those players didn't make sense. Now, the more they fell, for instance, Damian Pierce style, before Damian Pierce cut all the hype. That was a great draft spot to get him in the eighth. Then he started going all the way up to the fourth. No longer so smart, I got Damian Pierce because I drafted him in the fourth. So it's all about value. Um, I am super excited. I have one or two James Robinsons that I got late, and I'm not going to start him this week. But am I watching? Oh, yes. Yes, I am. I'm watching, and I'm rooting for him. I have uh, I have James Robinson in one league too. Like you said, Jen, value is the name of the game. So overpaying for a Travis Etienne who has not yet carried the ball in the NFL, uh, not a good sign. And just also you want to see a guy coming back from an injury, a season-long injury, you want to see him like on the field before you feel safe about that. And yes, I understand. Clemson, he was great. He was you know for buddies with Trevor Lawrence. They were teammates. I get that. But James Robinson's proven that he could do it. He's an every-down back. And like you said, Peterson likes the committees. They already said he's good in every uh, aspect of it. He's healthy. So I, I think you know getting the value on James Robinson later in drafts versus ETN is going to be the smart move going forward. 
Speaking of value, I think we talked a little bit about Kenneth Walker and uh, Rashad Penny. They were going, you know, Ken Walker was sometimes going a round ahead or a few slots ahead of Rashad Penny. We kind of, I think we both agreed we liked Penny a little better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we now know that Kenneth Walker is definitely out for Monday night. Uh, So you're going to go ahead and fire up Rashad Penny versus the Broncos. He's got to be the guy. We saw how good he was down the stretch. And if you drafted him, this is what you drafted him for. And you got to ride him as long as you can until he probably inevitably also gets an injury. But fingers crossed he won't. Um, So it is Rashad Penny day on Monday. Uh, Slot him in. Um, Mike McCarthy said Zeke and Pollard are definitely a tandem. I think we knew that. Um. And I don't think it really changes a lot about how they were drafted or how you will play them. I do have some pause about starting Zeke versus Tampa Bay, uh, of course. And um, so I actually ended up with no Zeke anywhere. Same. Depending, you know, I, I do think Zeke is someone that could end up very, I don't know. He's not going to end up sauce sauce this weekend. That's not happening. <laughs> He, he's a guy like uh, in real life football, uh, in, in, especially in terms of props, like is 850 yards uh, on the season. I like the over on that. I think he's going to have a solid season. But I think in fantasy drafts, he's going uh, a little too high for this. And like, you know, when McCarthy comes out and says this, it just makes me happier because I know I have shares of Pollard. I think you do, too. Um, so I like that. Uh, but and I think that they'll both be involved in the passing game. The, the Cowboys are going to shift from a run heavy team, the dominant O-line too. I think a team that may throw the ball like 45 times a game. Um, I don't know how you feel about that as a Cowboys fan. I just I spent be more of an air attack. $41 on CD lamb in my yeah. home auction league. So I hope you're right. Um, it was my only chance to get him because it never felt to me the way I like to build in a snake. So if you guys have never played salary cap or auction drafts, or you want to call them, get one because it's amazing. And if you decide you want CD lamb and you're just willing to pay, you just open up your wallet and you do it and you fill in the rest of the pieces, which is what I did. And I only kind of like my team, but it's not because of CD lamb. It's more because I was, I don't know, distracted or something. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Love CD this um, year, though. <laughs> um, George Kittle probably out for week one. Again, a player I avoided. And we talked about him on the tight end episode. Yes. I was just kind of like, it's just hard to draft him where he's going because of his injury prone, even though he's one of the best. It's just a decision I never make. Um, There's a lot of then, weirdness with the the Niners quickly. Just like yeah. with the Trey Land stuff. Obviously, we talked about the Jimmy G, Jimmy G bringing him back with the contract. Then, you know, some people were like, oh, who cares about the team captain? Well, it's like most quarterbacks are team captain. You know, Mitch Trubisky was just, is a first-year stealer. Uh, he was a backup last year. He's the team captain, and you know, he's their quarterback. To me, bringing back Jimmy G and then not naming Trey Lance captain just reeks of like we – want to give this guy you know the keys to the car but not fully yet we nervous (laughs) and they're very nervous so that that also kind of gave me trepidation with drafting guys on the on the 49ers um and and kittle unfortunately kind of falls into that now that being said if george uh, if he's you know he comes back and he's healthy um i think you know a young quarterback's best friend is a tight end and 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 kittle obviously could do it all if he just stays healthy and stays on the field i think it's fine depending on where you drafted him but yeah right now it's a little little scary over there in san francisco Turning briefly to tonight's game again, if you're watching this right now, you can chime in with questions about tonight's game or about this weekend's games. We will take any of them. Um, There will be no Van Jefferson tonight, 
So hopefully that gives a little bit more uh, fire to your Cooper Cup props, which have been lowered all the way to 89 and a half on most books, started about 93 and a half. So that's interesting. Um, and also, I guess because a lot of people were taking the under or maybe because they're worried about Matt Stafford's elbow surgery. We just found out he had. Um, so I have some Matt Stafford. And one of the most important things I'm going to be watching for in tonight's game is... How is Matt Stafford's elbow? What's with this recent trend in the NFL? It reminds me of like the NHL. Where they don't tell you about the injuries like Daniel Jones next surgery. It's like, oh, that comes out weeks later. Matt Stafford like weeks later came out like they're just going to keep injuries from us. Because now, I mean, you know, we're drafting guys not knowing they had these procedures done. It's like, oh, yeah, that could ruin the entire season. Like I luckily don't have any Matt Stafford. But finding this out uh, a couple of days, a couple of hours uh, before the NFL season you know, kicks off is, uh, is pretty interesting to me. He's my backup for Tom Brady and my high stakes league. So uh, Giselle, please be nice to Tom. Um, we have a question from Twitter. Let's grab it. Yep. We have one uh, from Adel Tiburon 9000 with Deontay Johnson questionable. Should I start Allen Robinson tonight instead of him? I would um, personally. Um, I really like Allen Robinson tonight, but um, it's a, it's a tricky question. Um, Deontay is often listed as questionable and he ends up playing. I feel like that happens like, every week with Deontay. That being said, I'm kind of, I'm kind of buying into Allen Robinson. So unless you have a third option on Sunday, that's as good as Allen Robinson, I would, I'd play Rob uh, Allen Robinson tonight and not in the flex. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't have any uh, Allen Robinson. I don't have to worry about uh, any decisions for tonight. I do have Deontay Johnson. So fingers crossed, hope he plays, but, I, uh, but I, I do like Allen Robinson this year on the Rams. I think he's going to make a, a huge impact and, and honestly just giving uh, Cooper cup, like a, a break and I carry the team, I think is, is huge for the team going forward. So I play in this all women's league um, with like Cynthia Freeland and Lindsay Rhodes and summer Sanders and, Michelle Weiser Buck and like all these, you know, celebrity Brandy, uh, no Brandy Chastain isn't in it this year. Um, but, um, anyway, you get right with Stacey Dales, mm-hmm. you're right with this. And so I have Josh Allen in that league and it's a super flex and I need Josh Allen to come through because like, I'm competitive with these ladies, like the men, they're easy to beat. the ladies. They're much harder. So I need Joshy to come through for me. And my super flex quarterback is the other guy. And we'll talk about more about this. I have on like, I went back through all my rosters and there are certain players. I have so many of them. It's Russ Wilson. And this weekend, if you guys have Russ, he needs to be so fired up because of this revenge game narrative. You get, 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 if Russ doesn't just explode this weekend, I'm going to be so disappointed. I think that game, he's going to, you know, we were talking a little bit before Rashad Penny. Like, I think out of the, he may have a decent game. So I feel like Geno Smith's going to just dump it off to him with there's no guys downfield like that are open. I just, it's going to be a miserable year for the Seahawks. And I think it's going to start off with Russell Wilson throwing like four touchdowns. I, I could see him having a, a monster game. I, I think if you have the receivers there, you're going to be in, in a lot of luck. If you have Russ, you're going to have a lot of luck. He's going to have a ton of yards. I think the Seahawks are going to, they're obviously in the conversation for a top two, three pick. And I, I think, yeah, this, uh, that article that came 
came out too about him and how he's like, he was just so pissed off and and you know the kind of the Seahawks front office and Pete Carroll are kind of going against him. They wanted Josh Allen, they wanted Patrick Mahomes in the draft. Meanwhile, this guy's coming off like an MVP campaign, um, and and also that losing that Super Bowl the way they did that's always been a story around Seahawks players that's kind of stuck with them. So this has been built up for years in Russell Wilson, and now he has a team with two dynamic receivers, uh, a great running back tandem. Um, Denver Denver doesn't hasn't got a lot of buzz lately. A lot of people like the Chargers, and everyone talks about the Chiefs. Like, look out for them. I think they're going to have a huge, huge game Monday night. I'm, I'm very excited to watch that one. I'm getting texts with start sits, and all of you that are texting me, jump on this live stream right now. I'm not going to answer you. That's the last one. We're done. You jump on this live stream right now for your answer. Yes, start Tony Pollard over Devin Singletary. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't trust, I like Singletary tonight. I actually like him to, uh, go over his combined yards prop, which is only 67 and a half. But the fact that it's only 67 and a half doesn't scream great. And I think there is more upside with Pollard because of the receiving game, not because of the rushing game, but because of the receiving game. So they're both not super strong starts, but if you're picking that, that's my pick. Um, another revenge game narrative, Eddie Baker Mayfield. They're only favored by one and a half. Am I wrong? Does that feel like a smash? Look, like if you, versus, I, on our extrapoints.com slash arcade, uh, make our picks there. I have my 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 picks up. Uh, we'll see the graphic tomorrow for everyone. And then I, I picked the Pandas. That was a home run of a pick. Uh, look, Baker has something to prove. I, I've still been a believer in Baker. He was injured all last year. Like a serious left shoulder. I know it's on his throwing shoulder, but a serious injury all last year. You're not really going to get me fired up by starting Jacoby Brissett. And, yes, I understand the Browns are, are talented at a lot of positions, but in this league, it's a quarterback league. You need a quarterback to win. I think Baker has something to prove. And there's just there's a lot of pieces I like on this Panthers team. And I think if you follow Matt Rule's career, and this is the year that he kind of turns it around in every program he's been in college, now in the NFL, I, I like the magic they can kind of create together. So I think the Panthers will be a sneaky good team. And I think I have a lot of, you know, obviously, you know, CMC. But Baker and, and a few others may have some really good fantasy value, DJ Moore as well. So I, I like this game a lot. I think talking about revenge game, this will be a big one. It's going to be awesome. I have some DJ more too, and I'm definitely firing him up this weekend. As Eddie mentioned, go over to extrapoints.com slash arcade, and you can actually play with us by picking your, your picks for all the games this weekend. And it's against the spread. And if you win, you get a hundred bucks. And if you don't want to play that, you can play our prop quiz or our pop culture quiz. Mm -hmm. If you win either of those each week, you get a really cool gold hat, which I have yet to win. And I'm not bitter about at all. Yeah, same. Same. Anyway, moving along. Um, we do have a, a, a question, question. From, from Twitch here. Thank you for those that are following us on Twitch uh, from Professor Farnsworth. I think he has a Godwin question. He has a, a question will the play, risk it, or bench him. And his replacements would be Gordon, Valdez Scaling, and Kenneth Gainwell. Ooh, the only one of those I would trust to start is Melvin Gordon because the Seahawks are so bad versus the run. And I do think Denver will get out early. So there'll be some game control going on there. So Gordon would be, um, and I think, and you have time because Godwin plays Sunday night and Gordon plays Monday night. So that's what I would do. It's tempting to want to start Valdez Scantling, but Patrick Mahomes came out yesterday and said, I'm sorry, but it's going to be a different receiver every single week. And he apologized to the fantasy football guys. So, which is what we've been saying the whole time. Of course, yes. like, it's too much of a gamble. It could be Kelsey. It could be MBS. It could be Juju. It could be Nicole Hardman. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, so what I would do is I would wait. I would wait on the news 
And um, I would pivot to Gordon unless we hear that Chris Godwin is fully healthy. Thank you for that question because it was a really good question. I think a lot of people have it. So it helped to answer that because I think a lot of people will have a very similar question. Um, Moving on to storylines for tonight. The other thing I'm keeping an eye on is the Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson split. Um, People are so divided in the Cam Akers camp. Uh, I do think he's going to be the primary guy. Daryl Henderson also always gets injured, but then at the same time, who knows? I am having to start him in a few leagues because there's just nobody on my bench that I think has the ceiling he would have uh, if he even has a decent game. So I am nervously awaiting the Akers-Henderson split, and I am not betting on I'm not playing any player props related to either of those two players. <laughs> I, I did take... Cam Akers in one of my leagues, probably a little higher than most. I'm a believer in him. And also kind of like with, the, you know, Darrell Henderson, he, he's had his opportunities, never really took it to the point where you're like, oh, I could trust him as a back. And I think that's the reason why Cam Akers, you know, even after all his injuries, he's still a fresh back. Like he's, you know, what is he, 22 years old? He's had less than 150 rushing attempts in his uh, entire NFL career. And, I, you know, fantasy, the name of the game, obviously, is finding value. But I also think is finding those guys who are about to take off and have a monster year. And I think that um, Cam Akers in this, you know, this Rams moving on from their Super Bowl when they may be a little bit of a different team, I think a more balanced team. And I think that Cam Akers, if healthy, could have a, a huge uh, impact on their season. So I did like him. I'm kind of projecting going forward. So, but yes, I, it, like most running back scenarios, there's always going to be a tandem, there's always going to be a committee. But I, I think Cam Akers, to me, at least, is a more talented back. From your lips to God's ears, because as I said, I have. Uh, more shares of him than I want to have. Not because I don't love him. I do. Obviously I drafted him, but because I'm very nervous about it. Um, Another storyline for tonight is Allen Robinson going to be the comeback player of the year. Of course it usually goes to a quarterback. We know that, but Allen Robinson just looked like a different human altogether last year. Um, And I am expecting him to be much better this year with Sean McVay uh, controlling the situation. And he will be working with the best quarterback of his career by far. I mean, assuming that, you know, he's not gimpy with his elbow. I don't know. Um, But yeah, I'm going to be keeping eyes on Allen Robinson. I only have him in one league, but I'm very happy to have it. Yeah, well, I mean, we remember A-Rob was that guy for years and years and years. It was like, oh, you just draft him like he's quarterback dependent. doesn't matter who his quarterback is, who's throwing the ball. He'll still put up his numbers, and now he has a guy, uh, you know, the Super Bowl, you know, champions on that team now with Matt Stafford, with McVay, a, a fantastic play caller, and, um, you know, having Cooper Cup on the other side of the uh, of the, the, the field and him taking double coverage and the safety shading to his side just makes life so much easier for A-Rob, and I, I think that if you get him, you get good value on him. I think he'll put up, uh, a, you know, a great season for you as they're you know they're number two but he could put up you know the, with the way the Rams uh, pass the ball and how much they score on offense he could have no, you know wide receiver number one uh, type numbers so I, I like A-Rob a lot but I'm and happy for him too and a, as a you know personal level because the guy's just been through so much with the bad teams he's been on so this is a great yeah. opportunity for him yeah um, last two storylines I'm watching in tonight's game I'm looking for that Gabe Davis breakout that we've all been kind of thinking is going to happen you know Gabe Davis Five postseason touchdowns across two games, four of which came in the same game. And last year during the regular season, he had more touchdowns than Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders combined. So we we know Stefan Diggs is 
the guy, the number one guy, but there is plenty of opportunity for Gabe Davis to take a huge step forward. And he's clearly a favorite red zone target for Josh Allen. So, you know, you can still get pretty good payout on just an anytime touchdown from Gabe. I think it's like plus 150 a lot of places. So if you can find that, that's I would spin that. Oh, yeah. I, I like Gabe Davis. I think as Josh Allen, you know, the longer he's quarterback for the Bills, I think the less they're going to want him to run the ball and to, you know, not injure himself. And I think maybe exactly. maybe with Dable not being there, they often change a little bit. But I, I hope that less rushing attack with Josh Allen and I, I think more, you know, pocket passing and that'll make things a lot easier for uh, people who drafted either Diggs or Gabe Davis, like you said. Maybe we'll see the Bills, you know, establish a running game. Who knows? But I think that, you know, an offensive attack like that, getting one of those two receivers is going to be awesome for you and and if you have shares of Dawson Knox as well um they're going to be throwing the ball a ton and just hopefully Josh Allen just stays healthy like I said no more you know third and six scrambles head first for first downs we don't need to see that and finally the last storyline I'm watching for tonight is for Isaiah McKenzie Will he be the guy in the slot? We saw how successful Cole Beasley was in the slot. Um, now we're wondering, is it Jamison Crowder? Is it Isaiah McKenzie? It looks like maybe it's McKenzie. We've heard conflicting reports. Um, so I will be watching what goes on. I have a lot of Isaiah McKenzie. Um, I got him late in a whole lot of leagues. It's something I, it, it could pay big. Um, so I'm kind of hopeful he does. Um, you have any Isaiah McKenzie? I don't. He was going. He was getting picked a little before his ADP in the leagues I was in. I think wow. people, people just enjoy. They just want every part of the Bills. Like just some of those teams. <laughs> like it used to be like you know the, the Chiefs. Now the, the Bills are that team that you want to get everyone on that offense. And um, you know that 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 was the Colby's role. That slot role was a huge part of the Bills' Dable offense. Is you know Dable's gone? Does that offense stay the same? To utilize the 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 slot receiver? I think it does. And I think like I said, it's like kind of just said. Allen has to transition from. From this like playmaking quarterback to a guy who could do it when necessary, but become a, a a pocket passer just to you know lengthen his career in the league, and I think just make use of his rocket arm. That just throw the guys three four receivers on the field, make it happen. And I think if you got McKenzie, I think you're in a, a good spot there because I, I could see the the Bills having a, a very potent offense this year. Yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. But are you picking them in tonight's game? Because I, I I I was gonna bring this up right in the beginning, and I was like I before we even started the show, I was like I have no feel for this game whatsoever. I have no feel it's for the Rams. So and Bills. hard. I know the Rams are at home. Like <laughs> they're a little bit of the Super Bowl hangover. The Bills, are the team everyone's picking. So just so initially it makes me like want to get away from. Well, them, let but. me stop right there. So everybody talks about the Super Bowl hangover, right? Yeah, yeah. Super Bowl hangover. Super sure. Bowl hangover. I went back and looked, and since Super Bowl thirty four. Super Bowl champions have won 18 and three straight up in week one. So maybe that's not a thing, right? And they're like um, 13 and six and two against the spread in that time too, right? It, it Maybe it's not a thing. So I look at this some more and more and I get Matt, Matt Sanford's elbow, mm-hmm. but th- at one point this point spread was so wide, it was five and a half points because people are so excited about the bills. And I get it. Like, I love the bills. They're my favorite for the super bowl too, but maybe we should give a little bit more credit to, you know, Sean McVay who can probably find a way to get to Josh Allen. Let's be real. He's schemed for this. Okay. Um, I, I've decided to take the Rams straight up because it's plus money because like you, like my heart kind of says the bills, but my brain, when I started looking at it says not necessarily. 
I think a, a huge, huge part of this game is no Tredavious White for the Bills. That means their top corner, probably their best defensive player, is not – he's not on the field. He's not covering Cooper Cup, not covering A-Rob. He's not covering anyone. And, yes, there's concerns with the Stafford elbow thing. I think he's – my guess is that he's he's fine if the procedure was so minor. That's the reason why it wasn't news. But, like, let's just say even if, like, the, you know, the, the they still have the rushing attack. Like, they still – they have, we were just talking about Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. Like, McVay is a smart offensive genius. He could, you know, orchestrate – this this running attack uh, if the passing game isn't working but I, I still think that Stafford's going to be able to throw the ball especially without Tredavious White there and I, I mean I, if I had to make a pick right now I, I I'd probably take the Rams at home I think the Rams are still a complete team they kept everyone Aaron Donald did not retire he's still playing um, you know they their draft picks they make even though they're not in the first round the, the ones they do make uh, are impactful people think they don't draft players like they they I think they drafted like the seventh most players in like the last decade um, so they still find a way to get players and add to their roster uh i i think the bills are they're probably the top two team in the afc but i think they they may struggle with this game tonight i think the rams are still pretty good so i'm gonna go with the rams against the spread or straight up no i mean i i'd probably take take the points but i mean i'm not so gonna, i think yeah. for our contest i took the points because we play against yeah, the spread right but like i decided um I use this app, guys. If you don't have this app, it's called SharpRank. It has a bunch of us that put, and it keeps us like honest. It tracks all our picks and gives us like a grade, and it ranks us. So I I made that pick in there. Every time I make like picks in there, and I do it for baseball, football, I get very nervous because everybody can see it, and it like ranks you and grades you. Um, but it's very cool. So I don't know. Check it out, SharpRank. And and also, Jen, am I am I crazy or did last when the season started last year? Didn't everyone say like, oh wow, all these teams look rusty? And they look rusty because none of the players played in the preseason. I mean, so I, I think we could see some wonky kind of football going on the first few weeks. Oh, I know the Rams never really have their guys in any of the preseason action, which I guess yeah. it goes against my point. But uh, I, I just I just feel like there is like the the monkeys off the Rams back. They're playing at home right. and more relaxed. It's week one. The Bills had to go on the road. So I, I could just see the, the the Rams winning this game and the Bills may lose it, but it's not going to be a blowout. It'll be one of those games they'll just shrug off later in the season. Like, don't nothing. worry, Bills fans. They're going to they're gonna. Do win Do you remember 12, when the Saints, games. like, crushed Aaron Rodgers in their first yeah. game last yeah. year? He yeah. didn't score a touchdown. It was like 33-3 or something stupid like that. Right. Um, so yeah, this game doesn't really mean anything in the broad scheme of things. Sure. So, and, and also for your fantasy, for fantasy purposes, everyone remember, it's going to take a few weeks for everything to normalize and stabilize. So the other thing is though, I mentioned all these storylines we're going to be watching. There's still just storylines to watch. There's no definite answers this week or this weekend, things are still going to be worked out and it's going to take a few weeks for things to stabilize and for us to find patterns and see, okay, yeah, that guy got eight targets last week, but it was an anomaly or no, that guy got eight targets next last week and he will continue to get eight targets every week. And then he's a, a waiver wire claim. So, you know, we'll address that next week when we talk about waivers as well. Um, let's start talking about just general starts and sits at a position for players that I think people may have questions about. Great. Um, starting with the QB position at quarterback, obviously you're locked and loaded probably for whoever you picked as your first quarterback. I mean, duh. Um, I don't think there's any dramatic changes. Like I don't think you're going to start Matt Ryan over Lamar Jackson. That being said, Matt Ryan does have a favorable matchup and he is very well priced for your DFS slate. So Matt Ryan is someone that can definitely outperform uh, his cost on your DFS sites. Um, 
really in smash spots, I, I think, you know, Josh Allen and Matt Stafford um, are starts for me. But I do have the one league I said where I had Tom Brady and Matt Stafford. And I was kind of like debating because I was like, Tom's kind of been out of it too. I'm a little nervous about Tom. Um, but I decided to go with Tom. So he better not get injured before Sunday or I'm going to be really mad at him. Like really mad. Um, Lamar Jackson in a total smash spot. Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray are participating in the game with the highest implied points total of the week. I personally think... Kyler Murray is going to have a great game. I don't totally know if you great. remember last year, first two games of the year, seven passing touchdowns. He's got this Call of Duty monkey on his back he wants <laughs> off. He's got Marquise Brown, his buddy from college. Um, it's it's going to be a shootout with Mahomes. I kind of feel like the Cardinals even upset, to be honest. I, I, picked, um, him. I picked him. I'm with you 100%. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll let you in on my secret. I picked the Cardinals to reach the Super Bowl this year versus Cincinnati Bengals. Did and you pick Bills Cardinals? No, I, I picked oh. uh, Bang, Bengals Cardinals. And, oh, I you know, I believe uh, nine games last year, the Cardinals scored over 30 points. Um, sure. They're just adding. I know Rondell Moore might be injured, apparently, but they if he's, you know, going to miss a little bit of time, they could survive that. They're going to get D-Hop back. Uh, like you said, they have Hollywood Brown. They have the running backs. You know, James Conner was a great addition for them last year. I love the Cardinals this year. Uh, I like them to score a ton of points. For, so if you have anyone in fantasy, it's great. And then the other big thing, you know, uh, with with the Chiefs is they, they may have one of the most interesting kind of stories to watch because we don't know what this Chiefs offense is going to look like. This is not the Chiefs offense the last few years with Tyreek Hill. I mean, really the only constant is Travis Kelsey. Are they going to run the ball a ton with with CEH and whoever else they have back there? Who is the guy at the receiver position to take over for Tyreek Hill? We don't know that yet. Is it MVS? Is it Juju? We don't know. So According to Patrick it, Mahomes, it's nobody. It's no one. So it's, it's a, that's everybody. what I'm saying. It's, it's a crazy... Is somebody, it's just, somebody is everybody. It's yeah. going to look messy for the Chiefs, I think, for the first few weeks to figure it out. And I think the Cardinals, they started off so hot last year. And I think that that to me indicates more of what that team could really do more so than how they kind of tailed off at the end. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a big believer Agreed. in the Cardinals. And remember, they lost DeAndre Hopkins towards the end of last year to right. injury. And this year they'll be regaining him. Yeah. So it just seems to work. In my mind, it works. And they're like 14 to 1. Um, to make it to the Super Bowl or to win the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I have to check. Um, as far as who's you're sitting at quarterback this week, guys, I don't think this is the week to bet on Tua Tagovailoa versus the Patriots. I could be wrong, um, but I'm not feeling it. I feel like Belichick's going to give him trouble. Last year in the opening game, it was like 17 to 16. Yes, the Dolphins won, but by one point, it was a low-scoring game. And I just think that Belichick's really going to be out to – Get to Mike McDaniel too. Totally. And, and Mac Jones, he actually ended up being a quite a good quarterback down the stretch, and he's entering his second season with the same weapons. Uh, you know, he's going to have Jacoby Myers. He's, you know, he's getting Devontae Parker, but he'll have Hunter Henry. So I'm feeling it. I'm feeling uh, to sit to uh, if you have other I'm, options. I'm with you on that, Jen. I mean, the Patriots. Uh, if you read anything about their team this offseason, Mac Jones looked great. They're going to score some points and it's going to surprise people. And a lot of people are down the Pats. Um, I am maybe to an extent, but I think they're going to win this game. I like what uh, they're doing there. And it was one of the better drafts, too, that Belichick had last year. They're building some uh, some talent with some good young pieces there. On the flip side of the Dolphins, I just think, number one, it's a brand new offense, a brand new head coach. That's going to take some time. And number two, it's like, you know, Belichick 
Belichick is still a mastermind. He's going to figure out ways to, to confuse Tua, and I, I think the Dolphins will it'll have some growing pains to figure out that offense completely. So I think week one, I would stay away from that. I'm with you. Absolutely. Um, you guys, by the way, if you're watching this right now, you have a specific question, we will take them on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, or Twitter. If you need a specific answer to your specific lineup, we're here for that. Okay. Running backs. Obviously you're starting Jonathan Taylor versus Houston. I think he ran for an average of 145 yards per game last year versus them. So that's a smash start. You would never set him. Derek Henry. This is interesting. Derek Henry's rushing yards prop is one yard higher than Jonathan Taylor's. So everyone's so worried about Derek Henry coming back, except for Las Vegas. I, I mean, Derek Henry, week one versus my Giants. I think that the interior defensive line is good. I think the edge rushers are good. The linebackers are not good, especially just cut Blake Martinez. So I could see why the the his you know rush yards is so high in this game. I also think that um, it, they're going to you know, ground control, run the clock out, um, take the air out of the football. So I, I like Derrick Henry in this game. And I, I think I'd probably also lean towards taking the Titans too. So, um, yeah, unfortunately for my Giants, probably going to start on one. That's all right. Sorry. Austin Eckler averaged 122 yards and two touchdowns per game last year versus the Raiders. Clearly you're firing him up. I don't want to give you guys obvious information. Um, I think those are all obvious starts, but one guy that may not be an obvious start, someone that you drafted at like at lemon pepper, but could end up desert heat. And this, this may sound ridiculous, but it's Josh Jacobs. Everybody, the Los Angeles chargers were atrocious versus the run last year. And it seems like there's not that much competition right now in that running back room. So he's someone that you could, I feel comfortable starting at the running back position this week in my lineups versus that chargers uh, run defense. I think he's going to overperform and I love him in DFS lineups. I, I love that pick. Uh, I love the Raiders this year. I'm not as high in the charges as everyone else is. And uh, I think that game is going to be probably, it could be the game of the week uh, for week one of the NFL. And I, I just, the offense with uh, Josh McDaniels is going to be great. Derek Carr is super underrated. And with the receiving core they have makes life easier for Josh Jacobs. Uh, I'm, I'm with you on that one, 100%. As you know, I'm very excited about the running back situation in Green Bay for both Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I have so much Aaron Jones and I have a decent amount of A.J. Dillon. They, A.J. Dillon is someone also I would consider, depending on how deep your league is, what your setup is starting this week, because we know there's no Devontae Adams um, and there may not even be Alan Lazard, right? He hasn't been practicing. So that really, you know, that makes Aaron Jones is uh, Aaron Rodgers most familiar target. Meanwhile, the Minnesota Vikings surrendered the most receiving yards last year, just in general. So I, it's not so much that I think they're going to be so dominant on the ground. I think they can do that too. And I think AJ Dillon's the guy that punches it in, mm -hmm. but there's just a lot of opportunity there and they still have the, you know, it's a one and a half point spread. So they're expecting some lead changes here. I, I kind of like AJ Dillon as a start. We got a couple questions. Let's grab them, Eddie. All right. We'll do the first one here. It's a quarterback question. Mm -hmm. uh, Professor Farnsworth back. Hurts or Stafford at QB. I know spaghetti isn't high in Hurts, but could go off in the lines. I don't disagree with you there. And, and just a quick uh, before Jen, you can answer this, yeah. but I, I'm not like, uh, I understand Hurts' value in fantasy. It was more to do with Hurts as the quarterback of the Eagles as a Super Bowl contender. I am not sure if I'm there yet. I'm also, you know, they are a one dimensional team, especially the second half last year. I know they added AJ Brown. I'm not sure how much of a difference that really makes. Uh, I, I like to read the tea leaves, and I think that AJ Brown, 
you know, going on Twitter about Jalen Hurts defending him, Nick Sirianni, you know, wearing uh, Jalen Hurts T-shirts after they, you know, there were talks about them potentially drafting another quarterback. That to me means something. So that's the reason why I'm kind of not with him as a quarterback for the NFL team. But fantasy, totally understand why people like him. So let me tell you why my answer is Jalen Hurts here. Besides the fact that we know that maybe Matt Stafford has the elbow, and I do like the fact that it is the highest game total of the week, but it's pretty high for Detroit uh, as well, Detroit and Philadelphia. Um, The deal is that I can't see this not going well for Jalen Hurts because the Detroit Lions, they surrendered the... I think it was the fourth most rushing yards overall to opposing teams. Um, And they also allowed a lot of passing yards. So no matter what, whether it's AJ Brown, whether it's Devonta Smith, whether it's Jalen Hurts himself running it in, I just don't think that the Detroit Lions are going to be able to bite enough kneecaps to keep this game really even close. And I just think Jalen Hurts, the way that he plays, the style of how he plays, and because Detroit is so bad versus the run game, that that just equals fantasy points. So Rodrigo isn't going to stop Hurts at every every time he rushes the ball. The number two most popular selling Lions jersey. <laughs> Rodrigo. Yeah, I've never I, even been called that, man. With his new uh, like cowboy outfit. Yeah, he's. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I actually am. Try. I actually am the Eagles this week. Going to try, but it's not going to work. So. Yeah, I'm with you. And then we have a second question here from YouTube. Jeff Bruce, thanks for typing in Deontay Johnson question again. He seems to be hot in the streets. Yeah, Deontay Johnson is a really tricky one because, uh, as I mentioned, he does, he is constantly, from what I recall, on these injury reports until the last minute and then playing and having a good game. But we also don't know how he's going to be with his new quarterback. So I don't love it. Um, if Deontay Johnson is out, I think you're safe to start Pickens. But I would go with Olave because I think he is going to be the guy for New Orleans. And I know Michael Thomas Um might be healthy, might be practicing, but I would go with Olave if I were picking between the two, but also you could go with Pickens. Um, but you know, ideally if Deontay Johnson starts, you start Deontay Johnson. So have to wait for Sunday morning, I guess. Um, I would not start Pickens if Johnson is starting. So if you're concerned about Johnson's shoulder, which I completely understand, I would just switch and go to Olave. All right. Thanks again for writing in again, YouTube, uh, Facebook and Twitch extra points pod, right? And we can show the questions live. And if not Twitter, I, we have them, we can read them live there too. Um, so appreciate everyone that keeps doing that. Yeah. Bring them over guys. We got about five minutes. Let's hit the wide receivers, uh, wide receivers to start. Um, Michael Pittman is in such a good spot this weekend versus Houston. Obviously you're all starting him, but perhaps one of my favorites for this week is Marquise Hollywood Brown. We already went into that. He is so inexpensive for DFS slates too, guys. So just like pair that up, you know, throw in some Zach Ertz there. He's a value. I love it. Throwback some chief from the other side, get those virtual points up and and smash it. Um, Christian Kirk is in a good spot. You will want to start Christian Kirk this weekend. Uh, Rashad Bateman, great spot versus the Jets. You know, no Hollywood Brown. Uh, It's just, it's a great spot to start him. And uh, yeah, I do like Chris Olave this week too, actually. The matchup's good. Uh, As far as sitting, you know, it's hard to start 
it's hard for me to start any of the Pittsburgh Steelers, to be honest. I'm really struggling with what to do. I kind of want to watch them. Deontay obviously is the guy you drafted first. If they say he's fully healthy and he feels good, it's hard not to start him. But, you know, Claypool, Pickens, I'm not feeling super comfortable. I want to see what happens. Um, I'm also sitting Tyler Lockett uh, for this first game until we see what's up, though I do have him in a few leagues. Yeah, I mean, the Seattle game, like I said before, is going to be a mess. Uh, I, I think I pretty much just like Rashad Penny in that game. So I, I think that there'll be a lot of uh, Denver covering everything deep. And then, you know, Geno Smith will just dump it off there. And I'm, I'm totally with you. Yeah. I have this weird, you know, feeling about the Steelers where the receivers will have better numbers when they eventually switch to Kenny Pickett this season. I just feel like he has the better chance of a higher output for them. Uh, I know it makes more sense to be stable with with. I'm, I'm a buyer into Kenny Pickett, and I think that he'll just, you know, he's just a more prolific passer. So I, I, I like that. I like Kenny Pickett a lot. Uh, um, and that's why Pickens I, is I wanna, my favorite dynasty pick, because I think they're going to grow it, together, Pickett and Pickens. Of, of course. Of course. I, I, 100%. I think all those receivers will be like draftable, at, like higher next year, because I think people are going to be like, oh, yeah, P- like Kenny Pickett is the real deal. He's the guy that, that, that could do it. I think they're just kind of just letting him grow more. But once he's there, I think that that offense kind of takes off more. Finally, let's wrap it up with the tight end position. I want to get this out there before the game. Guys, tonight is not a good night to start Tyler Higby. If you have another tight end, the Buffalo Bills allowed three touchdowns. Three. One, two, three. Two um, tight ends last year. That's not good. It's not good. And there's plenty of other receivers there. Now, maybe it's a little bit better for him with no Van Jefferson, but I don't like it. Um, so if you have a, a, you know the, another option like a Hunter Henry or a Cole Komet, maybe even an Austin Hooper, I would pivot. Someone asked me about whether to start Pat Fryermuth or Tyler Higby today, and it is definitely Muth. Muth is in a really good spot tonight, so I would definitely go with Muth there. Other players in a good spot. Oh, Zach Ertz, as we mentioned, right? Assuming he's healthy, really like Zach Ertz. Um, Cole Komet, who we mentioned, versus the Niners. And uh, don't play Tyler Higby tonight. And, and I mean, I don't think any of you guys are playing Noah Fant, right? We already talked about this. Don't start Seahawks. Don't, don't start yep. Noah Fant. Yep. I, Jen, I have one Rams question for yeah, you that just saw news came across. So uh, a guy by the name of Odell Beckham Jr. is at oh. this game tonight on the mm. Rams sideline. Now we, know, locker. now we know, yes, exactly, that we know that they could save that locker for him. Again, total, he's a free agent. He has no contract with any team. Did play with him last year. Obviously got hurt. If he comes back, one – is Odell a guy to pick up? And yes. two, does that kind of hurt? Maybe not Cup, but maybe more so A-Rob. Yeah, I think it will probably affect Allen Robinson, um, and it will be a real bummer, uh, right. which is why I only took one share of Allen Robinson, I guess. Um, yes, I think it will affect A-Rob more. That being said, you can't blame the Rams for wanting to have as much depth as possible. It's possible that it's Van Jefferson that gets shorted a little bit. Um, right. But we'll see. It's very interesting. I mean, OBJ is not going to be at full strength for a little bit, right? Also at least true. what? Six, seven games, probably. At least. Yeah. So, it was an end season injury. Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably a mid season issue anyway, but if we see that he's going to sign, I do think you need to put in your waiver claims really anywhere he signs, because we really saw that once he got out of Cleveland, it did seem to be a, a culture problem, right? Whether it was Baker Mayfield, whether it was like, I mean, we don't know. We just know the culture is not great right now. Yeah. Cleveland. Um, he flourished 
in Los Angeles. So uh, good for him coming out, supporting his, his teammates and probably also campaigning for a job. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think we've ever seen this in NFL history of a, a free agent just being at the field of a, a former team. Kind of um, cool. Yeah. I mean, I think he likes just John McVay. If you ask me, there's, there's, he's just a great fit there. And I think he likes the city. I think there's better fits for him. I mean, he, like, I don't know. I saw the Patriots uh, floated. Like that would make a lot of sense, but he likes in LA. There. Oh, he'd be miserable. He'd yeah. be miserable in New England. Oh my God. Don't do it. OBJ. Don't do it. Cause you will have a mental breakdown. And I don't want you to turn into like Antonio Brown or something. So no, OBJ stay strong. Just you have enough money play for your happiness. Don't go play for the Patriots. We'll, 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 we'll clip this and send it to him. Press too. Yeah. Send it to him. Let him know. <laughs> Um, you guys, it's it's five o'clock, and that means it is time for football. It's about to kick off. We've got 15 minutes till kickoff. Thank you so much for tuning in with your questions. Just a few little pieces of uh business. Don't forget to go to extrapoints.com slash arcade. Play there, um, make your picks, make your for props for the games, for pop culture, anything you want, and we have prizes for you. We appreciate it. Um, and I think. I think that's the whole deal. We'll be back next Thursday this time. Uh, please come with your questions. We will come with answers. And in the meantime, enjoy the fantasy football.